Welcome to another edition of the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis. Thanks so much for joining me as always. And let's get right into this one because today's guest is someone I'm honored to have on. It's former Utah player Emily Potter. Emily just graduated from Utah and actually just finished up training camp with the Seattle Storm. If you don't know Emily's name specifically because of her basketball ability, it's probably because back in February, Emily wrote in her school newspaper an article that detailed her battle with mental health and depression. It was an article that went viral. So many people resonated. It resonated with, they related to it. People were inspired by her bravery, her honesty, and I'm certainly one of those people. But it was back a couple months now, and ironically enough, I actually made reference to it and gave my final thought on my very first podcast episode about it. And now here we are a few months later, getting ready to have her on. I'm honored that she is going to come on because so often in society nowadays, there's always something else the next day to talk about. There's always something else that moves us off the point. And we can't lose sight of this discussion. The stigma of mental mental health is improving, but we got to get it better. And there's so many people dealing with it. We've seen professional athletes come out in recent months in the NBA, talking about things, fellow college athletes. So I want to bring Emily back on and make sure her message is not forgotten because Again, the amount of bravery and courage it took to even get it out there is one thing, but to continue to, to fight it and continue to get through it, it's really important. So uh, I'm going to take a quick break, give Emily a call, and then bring her on. I'm excited to talk to her about the whole process she's gone through and, and now retroactively, now that she's come out, looking back, how things are. We'll also touch on some other fun things with her, but uh, this should be a, a really special episode. I'm excited to have Emily on. This is The Jump Around. And we're back here on the jump around with Blake Dudonis. And as I mentioned earlier, Emily Potter with us. Emily, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, congratulations on finishing your college career. And now you're now you're adult. Welcome to adulthood. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no doubt. So just for people who don't know, um, give us a, a brief background about your upbringing in Canada, how you came about going to Utah and just that whole process. Yeah, so I'm from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. It's right in the middle of Canada, above like North Dakota, Minnesota. Um, everyone else in my family is, you know, tall like me, played basketball. So just like a basketball family, we all love it. So I started getting more serious with it in high school. Um, played on the national team a little bit when I was in high school, like a 17U age team, and that's where Utah kind of scouted me. And I decided to go play at Utah because, you know, they have a long history of having a lot of Canadians on their team. And uh, they've been really successful with the national team and had great pro careers. So that's something that I wanted to do. And I saw that those players were successful there. So I was like, okay, I'm going to jump on this bandwagon and come to Utah. And it was a great experience and just finished up my four years of playing this past spring. And, yeah. Yeah, well, it, it ended up pretty well. You graduate as the all-time block leader, you finish in the top 10 in pretty much every other important category. And I, I know, obviously, you made a ton of uh, media waves back in February when uh, you went to the, the school newspaper, which you worked for anyway, and you, and you penned your article kind of detailing your battle with mental health. I just wanted to know what, 
got you to the point? What was the, the motivating factor more than anything that led you to the point that you said, yeah, I need, I need to write this and I need to get this out here? Yeah, it was definitely something that I wanted um, to start talking about. But I think the article, when it was released, it might have been a little bit um, sooner than the timeline I wanted. But working for the Daily Utah Chronicle at school, we had different themes for the paper every week. And the theme was mental health. So yeah, I found out a couple weeks in advance, like, okay, we're going to write about mental health. And I just kind of wrote columns from an athlete's perspective. And I've been working on something that, you know, I wanted to say myself. But then I had this platform through the school newspaper, and I thought I could reach a lot more people that way. It was published there. So I was like, you know what? Like, this is a sign. Like, I feel like it would be uh, an injustice if I wrote about mental health and didn't tell my story. So I was like, it's okay if I'm not, like, quite ready. I'm just going to jump into it. And my editor at the time was super supportive. She went over the article with me and kind of, like, uh, helped me along with it and, you know, gave me the confidence to have it publish. But it's something that I'm definitely very proud of. And, you know, of all the things I've done on the basketball court, I think this was probably the most important thing in my time in college. Yeah, that's really surprising to hear that it was – something you want to do and it actually came about earlier that did that did that cause any type of of anxiety for you or were you like you said was it was it almost a like you know what good now now I'm almost I have a timeline now it's done is that kind of how it was or yeah I mean there was a little bit of an anxiety because I wrote the article my editor saw it but no one else had kind of read it and then there was still like a week before the paper came out so I knew it was coming out I knew the date it was going to be coming out but no one else at that time really knew so I was kind of anxious waiting for that and um but once it was out it definitely like a little scary but definitely like a, a big relief and just like yeah what was your reaction from your peers specifically your teammates once it did come out yeah they were definitely all super supportive I didn't want, like, anybody to feel like they weren't there for me because, you know, my teammates are always there for me. It was something that I kept pretty close, you know, to the vest. So I didn't want my teammates or, you know, like, my family or close friends to be like, oh, like, why didn't you tell me? Like, mm-hmm. if I would have known, then I could have helped. And um, for me, writing it and having, like, writing it out in words was a lot easier for me to communicate that way. Writing is something that I... It's just easier to communicate, I think. Um, so that was just my way of kind of telling everybody. And everyone's super supportive, for sure. Yeah. Was that something that surprised you at all? Because I, I, I think there are a lot of people who, you know, don't have battles with these type of things, so they ha- they find it hard to relate. Because I think most people would say, well, of course your teammates are supportive. Of course they're going to be there for you. So can you, can you, one, were you surprised by their reaction, and two, um, just kind of, if you can, talk through the, that thought process. Yeah, I think, um, obviously, like, there's still a stigma with mental health, and it's a lot easier when, you know, you have injuries that everyone can see. You know, I've had times where I've had the miss part of practice. You know, I'm in the training room a lot because I'm getting, like, treatment. My body's hurting, and I've always been super open like yeah my knee's hurting today or you know this is something I'm dealing with I'll tell my roommates about like kind of how I'm feeling that way so I definitely wanted to be like more open just with how I was feeling on the mental side and we have a sports psychologist that's on staff with Utah Athletics which I think is great you know I have meetings with him and 
you know, if I'm doing something, I can't like, hey, I gotta go meet, you know, with a school psychologist. Like, I'll be back in like an hour. So I just want to like be more open about it and just have people that I can I can talk to, like if I need something. And um, before I even like wrote my article, my sports psychologist he said you should like tell like someone on the team here. You know, I told a couple friends back home and like my sister, but. He was like, you should have somebody here. So, you know, I picked one of my teammates I was really close with and just kind of, like, told her, like, this is what I was going through. And I was like, if I, you know, need help, you're the person that I'm going to reach out to. Yeah, that's great. Were you surprised at all by – I know you had you, – you mentioned you were just inundated with people reaching out afterwards with support or telling similar stories. Were you surprised with how many people were able to relate? Yes, I definitely was. And uh, what the psychologist told me was, like, the easiest way with mental health to spread awareness is just to tell your story. You know, and sometimes it doesn't seem like much, or sometimes it seems like it's a big deal, but just, like, telling your story makes people feel like, you know, they're, you're not that alone, because I think a big thing with depression is you feel that isolation. You don't want to be around people. You feel like no one understands you, so you just have to, you know, sometimes be willing to go out on a limb, and you realize that, yeah, there's a lot of people that feel the same way and like I think the best um I got really good feedback from people and people telling me their story and I really appreciated people opening up like that but one person I think like commented on the article and said like you took the words like right out of my head and that was something that really resonated with me Uh, that's that's pretty special stuff um in an effort to just help people kind of understand a little bit through your struggle um was there ever and if, if you haven't read the article, I would I encourage you to do so. And if you if you search Emily's name, you'll be able to find it pretty easily. But was there, with you, with what you were going through, was there anything that, like, triggered uh, those thoughts or feelings that you were having? Or was it more of a, a constant type of battle thing that you went through? Yeah, it was definitely something I've experienced, like, maybe, like, sporadically, like, in my past. And I think everybody, you know has bad mental health days or could use, you know, a mental health day to just kind of, like, take a breather. But for me, um, one of my best friends committed suicide in the fall, and I had no idea that she was struggling, and that just really hit home for me. Um, And it was really hard, you know, being away, being in a different country. She was back home in Canada, and just, you know trying to continue going to school or going to a basketball season, you know, it was a pivotal time in October when we were starting practices and I just felt like I was like barely above water and you know, I was wasn't really sleeping, wasn't really eating. Like when I look back, like I'm like, wow, like I don't know what the heck I was doing during that time or like how I really got through it. But yeah, so that was kinda like the trigger for me, but I also think that just the stresses of college, going to college, playing on a college basketball team, being an athlete, those are enough, like, of a trigger. Yeah. And there doesn't even need to be a trigger with mental health. Like, it can come out of nowhere, you know, for, for no reason. You don't have to have, you know, something bad happen in your life for it to come about. Sure, yeah. What, um, when you, you looking back at through it all, was there a moment where you realized, hey, this is not this is not okay. It is not okay that I feel this way. It is not okay. Like I, I need to, I know you're, you mentioned your friend was kind of that, that moment where it kind of got bad, but was there a specific time that you just like, yeah, I need to get help now. Or was there a reason that happened? Yeah, definitely. So for the, the next couple of months after my friend passed away, I was, you know, 
I still met with a sports psychologist, just kind of like dealing through the different stages of grief, but I never touched on like how else I was feeling and what else was going on. I still kept it to myself. And then in December, like very end of December, you know, I went home for Christmas break. That was great. Got to see the family for a couple of days and I came back and it, like I just felt worse. Like I didn't feel any better. So we had, we just started Pac-12 play and we had a game and I was just sitting in my car after and I was like, I didn't really, like I didn't want to say the word out loud. And I, I was just like, okay, hey, like I know that this is like depression, but, and I need to do something about it. So I made an appointment with a sports psychologist and, we had, like, a full meeting, and I didn't even bring it up until, like, the very end, and then I just kind of, like, just let it all out, and as soon as I just told one person, it definitely um, was, like, finally, like, I just kind of let it out, and mm. then it was only up from there. Awesome. So, yeah, so what's it been like since the article, since it's been out there, since people have known about it? What's it, what's your experience been like since then? Yeah, it's been really good, like, just from the time when I released the article to now, like, before the article, like, I never had talked about my mental health. It was something, like, made me super nervous, and it's hard for me to talk about, and now, like, obviously, like, in our conversation, like, I can openly talk about it, and I think that's important, because then I can use my platform and, you know, try to help other people, and, you know, I, I want to continue doing more and just really try to honor the life of my, my friends and help out in any way I can. Yeah. Has, has that been the biggest thing for you, just the, the openness and the talking about it? Has that been the biggest thing that's helped you through it all? Definitely, for sure, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, since then, um, and we'll, 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 we'll move on to some lighter things, and obviously so appreciative yeah. of you, not just the article, but just your willingness to talk about it here. But um, to, to go on from there, you, you graduate, and then you... Um, get a chance to compete in training camp with the Seattle Storm. How was that experience? Oh, yeah, it was a great experience. Um, I loved it so much, just being around, like, other professionals. And, you know, it's, it's their job. Everyone wants to be there. Everyone's working super hard. And just, you know, the energy and the intensity, I, I loved it. Like, definitely made me um, excited for the future of being a pro. You know, that, that was one of the first stops. And, uh yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, was there uh, any, was there any moment of, I I, I don't want to call it starstruckness, but was there any a moment when you walk in the gym and you see whoever and go, oh, okay, this is different. Yeah, it's pretty cool playing um, with and against Sue Bird, Brianna Stewart, you know, Jewel Lloyd, kind of like their big three on Seattle, but even all the veterans like on their team, you know, have been there for so many years just to like see their longevity and how long they've stuck in that league is just, you know, an testament to how great they are. And then we had a exhibition game a couple days ago against Phoenix Mercury and they were going over the scouting report. We didn't know who was going to be playing in the game. And they're like, okay, so Diana Taurasi, like this is like, you know, her tendencies. And I was like, wow. Like, <laughs> For me, I was just like standing in practice, and I was like, "This is crazy!" Like, she's on our scouting report. So that was probably a big moment for me, where I was like, "Wow, this is cool." Awesome, awesome. Well, um, you'll be heading home. Uh, we were talking about before we hopped on air. You'll be heading home to do some stuff with Team Canada, and then go overseas. So I know we'll all be. Uh, Wishing you well there, and I think, I, I know I've talked to plenty of people. We expect to see you uh, in the WNBA uh, on a long-term basis for sure in the future, so we look forward to that. Um, something besides basketball that you are passionate about, and you're, you're a foodie. Yes, I am. Um, I love 
Yeah. Yes. I do love yes. So I want to talk about this. I want to talk about Potter's Plate. I want to talk about. <laughs> I want to talk about your Instagram and your blog and why I didn't know about this before today. Yeah, so it's just something I uh, started up, I think, uh, maybe, like, right before the season started. And I was like, you know, like, I eat a lot of good food. I like to, you know, cook myself. And we travel all over the place, always trying new things. I was like, I'm just going to document everything I eat. I'm that annoying person that's taking pictures before they eat their food. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, it's just something fun for me to kind of do on the side. And I, like, realized throughout my college career that, you know, I love basketball. It's about to be my job, but it's not the be-all and end-all. So I definitely, like, want to stay well-rounded with some different hobbies. And they'll give me something to do when I'm, I'm overseas playing. So, yeah, I think it's been good, you know? Yeah. Well, follow at Potter's Plate if you don't. Yeah, follow it. And I hear that you also have a deep love of pickles. True or false? Very true. Very, very true. Weird, very true. Wow. Dude, so is it, like, a specific kind of pickle, or are we just, like, a, you're a kind of sore of pickles? Um, I really like cloth and dill pickles to get them in the refrigerated section. But, you know, I don't like sweet pickles. I am a sweet pickles hater. Okay. Wow. Wow. You should add that on to your Twitter handle. Known uh, pickle hater, Emily Potter. No. Um, also, I found out you make cake pops. Yes, I do. And I've, I've heard rave reviews about these. Yeah, so, you know, I usually make them for my teammates. On like holidays or, or special occasions, and I'll, I'll bang out a couple, um, probably like a hundred cake pops, and it's definitely a labor of love. That is more than a couple, cut. Emily. You said a couple, and you said a hundred. That is more than a yeah. couple. <laughs> I, I lose my mind every time I make them because there's so many, but then everyone is so happy when I bring them into the locker room or the coaches' offices. So I'm like, oh, I have to do it again. <laughs> Okay, well, we I'll special order some over the holidays. Um, yeah. And speaking of, and this is this is the big one. This is the greatest revelation I found. You are a Christmas aholic. Yes, I love Christmas. Is it true you? Is it true you start shopping months in advance? I do. Yeah, and the Christmas music can come out in August. You know, whenever I'm kind of feeling the vibe. Oh, you're so you're you're one hundred percent pro pre Thanksgiving Christmas music. Oh yeah, and like in Canada, our Thanksgivings are in October. So okay. I kind of get mad. It's November, you know, I'm full blown Christmas. I'm like, hey, I already had my Thanksgiving. <laughs> this is the most controversial thing you've probably ever said. I hope you know that because the 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 lines of demarcation of Christmas music before Thanksgiving or after, like people are pretty pro or pretty anti against this so a pretty strong take by you yeah but like one month of the christmas holiday season isn't enough for me you know like it's more almost like the build-up and just the joy of the season than you know the actual day of christmas or you know whatever presents you get so i just want to you know enjoy the holiday spirit for as long as i possibly can okay so how long after christmas does christmas music continue to get to play then yeah, that's kind of sad. I mean, I guess it depends on the weather. Oh. Like, definitely if it's snowing, that's going to keep me, like, in a holiday type of mood. Sure. But, hmm. Yeah. You know, I, have to, I have to move on pretty quickly after Christmas. Yeah, that's Because everyone's really fed up with me by that point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm the type that wants to leave the, uh, the Christmas tree up until February, so I feel you in some regards. Oh. Um, 
yeah, that's a that's a that's a losing battle. I fight in my house every year, so I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, you know, I want to stay on the Christmas thing for a second. Do you have a favorite Christmas okay. song? Christmas song? Yeah. Oh, White Christmas, Jane Cosby. Oh, man. wow, that is a no doubter, huh? Yeah, it just. That song comes on, it's just like I just feel like I'm, you know, decorating the tree with the family, and it's warm inside and snowing outside. Like, instantly takes me back to that place. Okay. Do you guys have, does your family have a like traditional Christmas meal or any tradition at all? Um, I guess so. Me and my sisters and my niece, I started this tradition, we've done it for three years now. On Christmas Eve, I buy everyone Christmas pajamas, and then we have, like, a dance video <laughs> together this in is, a coordinated outfit. This is fantastic. I've been doing it for three years. I've done Elf theme, I've done Reindeer, and I've done Santa Claus. <laughs> Where are these videos? They're on my Instagram. Okay. Excellent. And I think on Twitter, too. But. Okay. So I... I you know, I don't know what theme I'm going to go with next year. I'll have to figure it out. I, we, yeah, well, the buildup is real. So if you gain a couple thousand uh, Instagram followers after this, this is this is why. We're waiting for the videos. That's it. Yeah, I'll, I'll produce more Christmas videos if that's what the people want. Wow. Give the people what they want. We want Christmas videos, and we want cake pops. That's what we want. Those are the two things we want. Yeah. So we'll wrap it up with this. Uh, as... You go home as you, you head back. What has been, um, just to kind of wrap it all, what's, what's been the biggest takeaway for you over the past, not even the past few months, but just over the past few years since you've gone to college and you're heading out to, to play professionally, what's been, um, what's been the biggest takeaway that you've kind of learned through everything? Yeah, I think I've definitely learned to em- embrace the change a lot more, went through a lot of changes. I'm in my college career, and I think that prepared me now for my next big change to being a professional. Um, I also learned just that, you know, you can become whoever you want in college and really grow as a person, and I'm really proud to say that I did that, and, you know, I like, you know, the person I am today, and I'm thankful for all the people, you know, in Utah that invested invested in me because, you know, they got me to where I am today. And finally, probably just enjoying the process. You know, we all have those, those outcome goals and everything we want, but I'm definitely enjoying the process a lot more, just the day-to-day, you know. It's, it might be mon- mundane for some, but this is what I signed up for. Like, I get to play basketball. Pretty, pretty great thing. Yeah, no, absolutely it is. And, and you know what? I, I'd be remiss if I didn't end on this. Let me, let me ask you this last question or let you make this comment what to anyone who is battling with depression any sort of mental health with any sort of you know thoughts of self-harm anything like that what advice would you give them what would you say to them just so you know keep fighting and you know you have to keep telling yourself that you know your brain might be telling you one thing but you got to differentiate what's real and what's not it's a constant battle in your head, but when you reach out for help and have other people to lean on, um, it's a lot easier, and you can start to pick out those times in your head where you're like, yo, that's, that's my depression talking. That's not really how I feel. And you can 
you know, weed your way through and keep going at it every day and live a great long life. Well, Emily, I know I speak for so many who say thank you. Uh, again, your bravery to, to come forward and, and be honest and be open and vulnerable. I know that's not a, an easy thing. So thank you for uh, writing that article and thank you for coming back on today to revisit. I, I think um, I was saying before, I just think it's important to not lose sight of it and not let it just dissipate. Let's just keep talking about it and keep, you know, getting rid of any negative thoughts about this and get it through together because like you found uh, so many people can relate and are going through it and you're certainly not alone so just thank you so much for your willingness to come on and, and be so open with us yeah thank you so much for having me so again that was emily potter joining us today and really cannot overstate how grateful i am and um how much admiration I have for her. Uh, if you don't, you should follow Emily uh, on all things. Uh, obviously, Potter's Plate, as we discussed, her food stuff, but uh, on Twitter as well, you can follow her uh, at EMPotter10 and just follow her path as she goes to be a professional athlete and play overseas and, like I said, hopefully back in the WNBA. So thank you again to Emily for her inspiration and... Uh, we are certainly better for our time today. Thanks for joining us today here on the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis.